0: this episode of the Blue Jacketeer podcast, we'll be covering chapter 17 of the Corwin Manual. Welcome to the Blue Jacketeer podcast, where we help you prepare for the Navy-wide advancement Exam by covering study material created by highly qualified sailors. Learn more about what we have to offer at www.bluejacketeer.com. Welcome back to the bluejacketeer.com podcast for Hospital Corman. I'm Taylor Larson, and I'll be walking you through this chapter of the Corman Manual. Here at Blue Jacketeer, we aim to bring you the tools you need to be successful on the Navy-wide advancement exam. On this episode, we'll continue with the Hospital Corman Manual, covering Chapter 17. Be sure to pay attention, because on the next episode, you'll be quizzed on what you learned today. Without further delay, let's get started. Sit back, relax, and listen up. This is chapter 17 of the Hospital Corman Manual, Radiology. So this is one of the longer chapters of the manual, but because it has so many images, it kind of cuts the actual content of the chapter by a third. And I'll be weeding through what remains to bring you the knowledge that you actually need for your test. The chapter starts with the explanation of a few radiology specialties. So I'll go over what really separates them from each other to make them easier to recognize for your studies. General diagnostic radiographers produce what you classically think of when you think of a standard black and white x-ray. The most common type of x-ray is a chest radiograph. Computed tomography, a CT scan, Techs use a rotating x-ray to get slices of different levels of anatomy throughout the body. This lets physicians see the actual inside of organs. Magnetic resonance techs use a magnetic resonance imaging scan, MRI, which uses a strong magnetic field and a radio frequency pulse to knock the atoms out of alignment. Think of this as a camera that's motion activated. Once the pulse is turned off, the atoms go back to the original position and an image of the patient's anatomy is created. Cardiovascular interventional techs use imaging techniques to help guide catheters, vena cava filters, stents, or other tools to the heart. Nuclear medicine techs put small amounts of radiopharmaceuticals into the body to get information about organs, tissues, and bones. A special camera is then used to look at the gamma rays from the radiopharmaceuticals and make an image of the body part that's under study. Sonographers use sound waves and the echoes that return to the transducer to make images of organs and tissues in the body. Mammographers use special x-ray equipment to make an image of breast tissue. Oral radiography is just using x-rays to record images of a patient's oral anatomy on film. These can even be used to help in identification in case of death. Radiation safety is a key part of this area of healthcare. The Nuclear Regulatory Commission, NRC, is a national committee that monitors the use of ionizing radiation. Radiation exposure is measured using three factors time, distance, and shielding. Reducing the time the patient is exposed to radiation, of course, lowers the dose that they're exposed to. You can reduce the time of exposures, and good operator training can reduce the number of repeated x-rays. Increasing distance reduces dose because of the inverse square law. If you don't know what that is, it would take a whole nother podcast to adequately explain it. Just know that if you increase the distance, it reduces the dose because of the inverse square law. Feel free to google it if you're really motivated. Shielding reduces the radiation dose to the patient x-ray rooms have lead lined rooms to protect people outside the room and the operator is shielded when they stand behind a leaded glass window Lead aprons and vests are the most common ways to shield patients and operators ALARA is an acronym that stands for as low as reasonably achievable and helps us remember to minimize exposure Now the manual repeats and rewords what I just said ever so slightly. The three things we just discussed, time, distance, and shielding, are how radiation exposure is measured. But the manual says there are four ways to reduce radiation exposure. So remember, three to measure, four to reduce. Those four ways are time, distance, shielding, and amount. Amount is just limiting the number of x-rays taken. Yes, I know this is redundant, but this is the kind of thing that can make the test slightly more difficult if you're not paying attention. One more time, three factors for measuring exposure, four factors for reducing exposure. Radiation film badges come up occasionally on the test and these badges are placed inside the x-ray room, either behind the lead-lined barrier where the technician uses the machine, or at least 6 feet from the tube head. It can never be directly in line of the exposure. The limit for non-occupational exposure is 500 MREM in a year. For radiation workers, the limit is 5,000 MREM in a year. If you're not a rad tech, you don't need to know what MREM stands for, just know 500 MREM for non-occupational and 5,000 MREM for occupational. This is all important because radiation obviously has a very negative effect on our body. It can mean loss of hair, redness of the skin, cell atrophy, sterility, cancer, and even death. All of the safety measures in radiology are very important because it presents a very clear and present danger to workers and patients, so if you're working in this field, be sure to adhere to your safety guidelines. Page 17-8 through 17-26 discuss different filming positions and guidelines for taking the actual x-ray to show different structures in the body. It's a lot of pages, but it truly isn't much information that should be tested, and 90% of it wouldn't make sense without the accompanying pictures that show the position and resulting x-ray. If you're really worried about this section, take a look at pages 17-8-17-26 through 17, 26, to brush up on this knowledge. We've got just a bit more of this chapter to get through, so let's talk about film processing and we can wrap this up so you can get to the quiz and go through this knowledge. Make sure you're always going to our website bluejacketeer.com after these episodes to really cement this information and more into your head for the test. Remember, the test is graded on a bell curve, so 5 minutes of studying puts you 5 minutes ahead of competition. This section about film processing starts off with one of the key phrases that we use to identify easy test questions. You need to know that digital imaging is the fastest advancing technology in healthcare imaging. If you're not using digital imaging, there are still other techniques available. Automatic film processors, for instance, are the most commonly utilized systems. A dark room is another option. Dark rooms have two types of light, white light and safe light. A white light is just a standard ceiling light used to mix solutions and clean the room. An unprocessed film can never be exposed to white light. A safe light is a 15-watt bulb with a special, usually red, filter. The safe light must be located no less than four feet from the work surface, so you can open the film cassette and process film. Unprocessed film shouldn't be exposed to safe light for longer than two minutes. If you're having repeated issues processing a film, light leaks may be the cause. The test for this is simple. Turn off all the lights, including the safe light, and get a piece of unexposed film. Lay it on the workbench with a penny on it for 5 minutes and then process the film. If the outline of the penny can be seen once the film is processed, there is light leakage and you should tell your supervisor. Sometimes a large number of films needs to be processed and if this happens, make sure you wait 15 seconds before switching patient films. This concludes our lesson for chapter 17 of the Hospital Corbin Manual. I hope that you were able to not only learn something, but also apply some of the information in this chapter to your daily duties. Remember, at Blue Jacketeer, we bring you the very best in advancement exam preparation. Don't forget to listen to the audio quiz for this lesson, and get your best study done with our expert study tools at bluejacketeer.com. Also, make sure to look for our next lesson, where we'll be covering chapter 18 of the Hospital Cornwall Manual. As always, I'm Taylor Larson, reminding you to stay Navy and always keep working for that next rank. Thank you.